Hello and welcome to this episode on Season 2 of Building Digital Community. I'm your host, Chirag Sheth, and I'm a first-year MBA student at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University. Building a sense of community during this global pandemic has been a challenge for everyone. In a world where we can't meet face-to-face, it has definitely been harder to start and build new relationships with people. Well, that's exactly why I wanted to start this podcast. Building digital community is all about diving deeper into a person's story with the goal of building genuine relationships and a stronger community in a world where we're all going digital. Make sure to follow us at Building Digital Community on Instagram or reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or on Twitter at ChiragShath24. On this episode of the podcast, we're welcoming Hazel Walker. Hazel is a second year MBA co-op student at the DeGroote School of Business. Before coming to DeGroote, Hazel did her undergraduate degree in business administration, specializing in entrepreneurship at Trent University. Hazel is passionate about entrepreneurship and startups and is the vice president of finance and operations at the DeGroote Entrepreneurship Club. In her spare time, Hazel enjoys helping out with her family's beekeeping project and learning about CSR and sustainability initiatives. Welcome to the podcast, Hazel, and let's get going. Hi, Hazel. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Chirag. Thanks for having me. How's your uh, morning going so far? It's going well. Uh, spring's on its way, which I'm really excited about. Um, I don't know if you have snow still where you are, but it's it's fading gradually, like where we are here. Yeah. Where are you uh, located right now? Uh, I'm kind of like in the Ottawa region. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in Whitby, like Durham region, and all I'm the snow melted like Whitby, a couple weeks yeah. ago um and yeah I'm just I can't wait and like the warmer weather comes it's getting sunnier and sunnier like days are getting longer and I'm just so excited for like the spring and summer to finally get here yeah absolutely those spring vibes definitely yeah uh well thank you for joining the podcast I'm excited to uh, have you here and and get a chance to connect um as you know we kind of start things off with some rapid fire questions so I got a few uh, a few questions ready to go if, uh, if you're ready on your end. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. What is your favorite dessert? Oh, uh, tiramisu, hands down. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I like it's it. It's got all the right components. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with tiramisu. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. What is uh, one book that you think everyone should go read? Fiction or nonfiction? either your pick either okay um non-fiction would be uh at the crossroads uh which is a book about uh sustainability in business i think it's mm-hmm. a fantastic book i think everyone should kind of read it um non-fiction uh the 100 year old man that climbed out the window and disappeared i think that's the title of the book okay um, which is about a hundred year old man that like climbs out a window and yeah. like, goes on an adventure. And it is a wild story from like start to finish. It's so fun. Cool. It has right. everything you need. It has like elephants, a bus driver, like crazy old people. Like it's wonderful. You had me at elephants. It's uh, it's my it's favorite. Brilliant. Animal, it's so, so good. hundred um, percent yeah, adding it to my reading list. Hands down. <laughs> um, Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Is there a third option? Oh, you're not a fan of either, huh? Uh, I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Okay. I'm like okay. I'm like that person that's like, oh, let's go into this hole in the wall. Like, I know a place. And then I take you and there's like a small table. Okay. And like 
no no decent coffee at all <laughs> if i'm at a push i'll probably go starbucks okay. um just because i don't particularly enjoy tim hortons but fair enough yeah if possible small business okay i like it do you have like a, a go-to coffee shop in the uh, ottawa region um no because i live in the countryside and we have no shops oh, okay <laughs> oh fair enough <laughs> okay fair 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 um what else oh if you well first of all what's your favorite uh, breakfast food um breakfast for dinner is the best one because in the morning like you're too tired to enjoy it and uh breakfast for dinner is the best because it's also the best best dinner as well so yeah who (laughs) says that breakfast can only be in the morning time absolutely you can can have that food any time of the day and it's fantastic yeah um and last rapid fire question for you if you Mm -hmm. could step into a time machine and go to any decade which decade would you want to go to past or future that's a good one um I would really like to see wage equality, so probably mm-hmm. future heading towards that. But again, like we don't know when that will be. Hopefully yeah. soon. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, that kind of ends the rapid fire segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we heard a little bit about you in your in your intro. Mm-hmm. Um, but before uh, we kind of to to kind of kick things off, like let's just start off with tell us in your own words, just a little bit more about you, a little bit more about your story so far. So uh, I did my business degree, uh, my undergraduate business degree at Trent University. Uh, mm-hmm. I specialized in entrepreneurship there. Uh, it's a wonderful university. I cannot recommend it enough to other people. I've met some of the most amazing people in my life that I still like treasure to this day. Uh, when I was coming to the end of that, I was like, I want to keep learning. Um, and I don't, I don't know what particularly I want to do with my career yet. Mm-hmm. So um I signed up for the M- I signed up for a bunch of MBAs um, and I got to DeGroot uh, with the co-op program. So I'm kind of here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the GMAT was hell. <laughs> um, I had like a particularly yeah. fun GMAT where uh, I get pretty bad like test anxiety. So mm-hmm. I took the GMAT the first time and I like bombed so bad, <laughs> bombed mm-hmm. so bad. Uh, and my dad, he actually talked to me and he was like, just don't study for the next one. You'll be fine. Just don't study for it. You know, you know what you're talking about. And then I did the next one, and it actually ended up being pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah, odd, odd study technique, Dad. But thanks. Um, <laughs> it worked out. Yeah, and then during the MBA, like my co-ops were both in healthcare, which was kind of a new thing for me. So I don't actually have like a healthcare degree or anything. I have mm-hmm. strictly business. Um, but I wanted to get into operations and I was really interested in operations. And mm-hmm. I ended up working at KMH, which is the mental health hospital in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do brilliant stuff. I really loved working there. Um, and I was doing operations for their project management department. And then I was doing a student project working on uh, Dragon Medical One, which is like a medical dictation software. Okay. Um, and I kind of came back for my second call to work on that, which was really great uh I'm trying to think what else oh yeah um so most of my so while I've had like mostly healthcare co-ops uh most of my experience is actually in like nonprofits and Mm -hmm. working for charities and such so I had like a I've been really blessed to do a wide diversity of stuff Mm -hmm. so I've worked from like sports to (laughs) services to 
medical services too. Geez, I've done so much weird stuff. But I really enjoy um, doing nonprofits because you have that yeah. really wonderful diversity of skills. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool that you kind of got a wide variety of experiences. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really interesting. Um, one of the things you kind of mentioned in your in your bio is that like passion for entrepreneurship. Um, so walk me through like that a little bit and like, uh, and you know, how, how that kind of, uh, sparked for you. Sure. So, um, I, when you go through high school, like I came to high school in Canada, I think like two years just before I ended. Mm -hmm. Um, and they always go, Oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I was like, I do not know the answer to that right now. I don't want to have a boss at that point. Like I was like mm-hmm. very adamant that I wasn't going to work for anyone. And they just basically explained to me that's entrepreneurship uh, <laughs> and told me that, you know, if you want to be your own boss, like this is, this is kind of what this is. This is what mm-hmm. it entails. Um, and so I went to business school to study more about like what it takes to run your own business and everything. And I worked on like the student association for business there it was really wonderful experience uh it was I really am blessed to have done that Mm -hmm. I've met so many wonderful people through that and then uh so I specialized in entrepreneurship and I had some really brilliant professors at Trent University uh one of them is Ray Dart he is a fantastic man Mm -hmm. um and he taught a lot about entrepreneurship and how it develops and like what even is entrepreneurship in the end because there's no limitation on it. And I think that's something that's really intriguing to me is that it's so what you make of it. Right. It's kind of like what they tell you about doing the MBA program. It's like, yeah. it's what you make of it. Um, and then coming to the MBA and like, I'm on the entrepreneurship club here, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really fantastic club to be on. We run some really great events um, and we get to meet some really wonderful people. And I think one of the cool things about entrepreneurship, like just beside the diversity, is that you meet people that have so much passion. Like it's unreal. Like you meet people Mm -hmm. that are so passionate about what they're doing. They truly love what they're doing. And you get to meet people and work on like everything. Like there's no just doing one job with like one task. You are. Yeah doing a bit of marketing you're doing a bit of accounting you're doing a bit of everything and I really appreciate that and how it can build and how you can watch it go from nothing from like a one person in like a coffee shop with a laptop to like Mm -hmm. a full fully recognized business with a full concept and everything I think the diversity and the way that entrepreneurship can just be what you make of it is just Mm -hmm. wonderful yeah that's amazing do you feel like so you talked about kind of like your diversity and experience before like healthcare Mm -hmm. sport like things like that do you feel like having that diverse experience has helped you um in that entrepreneurship space as well because you're come, you have so many kind of different diverse experiences and i i would imagine that it kind of helps um with that you know when you put that entrepreneur hat on as well because you can kind of pull from those different areas Mm -hmm. i definitely think that like having that diversity of experience really has kind of made it that you have a lot more to work with. So mm. I really, enjoy, I'm one of those people that can't do the same thing every single day. Yeah. I need to have multiple projects going at once. I need to be working on lots of different things, wearing lots of different hats. Um, and I think doing that with entrepreneurship is truly like a blessing and so wonderful to do and really fun. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, hundred percent. That's uh, that's amazing. Uh, one of the things you, you touched on that I'm curious about is, um, you know, your decision to start the MBA uh, kind of straight after undergrad. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, timing is, is often a big question around like uh, MBA. It's like, when's the best time to do it? And there's no right answer. It, it's really dependent on kind of like the individual. Um, so I'm curious, yeah. like walk me through that process a little bit more of like, you know, uh, making that decision of, of kind of doing the MBA straight after the undergrad. Um, so my dad kind of had a chat with me and he's like, if you don't do it now, mm-hmm. you like, when will you do it? Like, do you yeah. know? And it was very much a situation of, I just want to kind of do it. Like <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's mm-hmm. um, it was just a, if not now, then when kind of situation and so yeah doing undergrad and then going straight into MBA like I'm definitely going to take a break after master's um but yeah I think it was kind of the right choice for me to just continue I think if Mm -hmm. you've already got that momentum it's it's much easier to keep going in that I know a lot of people in the program that have like struggled with coming back from careers and such yeah I'm one of those people (laughs) (laughs) going uh so I worked for a few years after my undergrad Mm -hmm. and just like coming back to to student life and like doing things like assignments and writing exams and stuff it's just Mm -hmm. it's like a completely different skill set that I hadn't used in in a few years um so it takes a while I think just to kind of readjust so that's 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 smart as well like while you have the momentum just continue with school yeah it's Um, that uh that third law object at motion stays at motion mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and I think that, you know, degree, the, the co-op, uh, it, the co-op kind of program, it seems like the best of both worlds because you're getting, yes. you know, you're getting that work experience at the same time as you're, uh, you're in school. I think it's also wonderful because when you do that co-op period, it's, you break it up a little. So yeah. you don't have that. I'm just doing school. I'm just doing school. You have like I'm doing school and then I'm working mm-hmm. and it has very different like time commitments and you're doing different tasks and you're not always writing assignments or reports. You're also mm-hmm. then networking and meeting new people. I think that's really a wonderful thing about it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, yeah, I love that. It just kind of breaks things up. Like I'm in the full-time program right now and I'm going mm-hmm. close to eight months straight of school and eight months is a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to be in, uh, I would say classrooms, but I guess like zoom classrooms right now um so having that that chance to break it up I think definitely definitely helps uh Mm -hmm. break up the routine a bit definitely yeah um so I'm very curious like you're in your second year of your MBA Mm -hmm. right now yes um talk to me a bit more about kind of what have been some of the most memorable experiences for you so far most memorable experiences in the MBA. Uh, definitely the work I've done with the Entrepreneurship Club. I mm-hmm. really enjoy working with them. They're a really great team. Um, one memorable experience I have is like, it's not necessarily school related, but I went out with uh, Sahaj and Varal, who are also on the Entrepreneurship Club, like after a meeting or something. And we just like had drinks and had a chat and it was just a very pleasant experience to like kind of get to know more people in the program I think that's something that's definitely lacking now is that we don't have that social experience that is so crucial for the program I think Mm -hmm. that was such a good cornerstone of my first semester which was in person yeah um but even then I think the social aspect of the MBA is so crucial to what you know so 
like with the group projects, even if you're on like a Zoom call, like that five minutes at the end where you're all just kind of chatting and seeing how everyone's doing and cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. Like I think that really brings the experience to life. Like that brings it to, it's more than just school. It's yeah. you're networking, you're making those personal connections. And I think those are really memorable experiences for the NBA. That's what you're going to remember. The for most. sure. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, especially true of an MBA program compared to other kind of master's uh, degrees. Like I think an MBA, oh, yeah. so much of it is just building relationships with the, with the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, like the majority of the learning, I think, happens outside of the classroom um, and just in those kind of like interactions that you get with others. And you're right. I think that that's, yeah. that's going to be some of the most memorable uh, stuff at the end of the day, I'm not going to remember what I got in my first year marketing class in like five years, <laughs> but I will remember like the, the relationships I made kind of with my group and, and yeah. with my peers. And like, that's the stuff I think that, that stays with you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's really lovely. Yeah. How, how has been kind of that you touched on a little bit, but how has been that transition from, you know, starting off the first semester in person to going <laughs> online? How have you been able to continue to kind of manage that that social aspect yeah um so when we went into the pandemic and into the first wave um I was actually living in Koreatown in Toronto with my best friend uh and I was working at my first co-op which was in a hospital as well so it was Mm -hmm. like extra everyone was panicking um and I had to leave Toronto and somehow make it all the way to Ottawa which is a bit of a mm-hmm. trek when you do not have a car yourself yeah um and I just remember sitting on the go train like going and being like what what is going to be happening I have no idea what's going on and like using mm-hmm. hand sanitizer every 20 seconds because that was the point we were yeah. at in the <laughs> pandemic um I think having while it's not quite the same you know like we're not seeing people in the hallways we're not chatting by the water fountain or anything like that or like chatting about how the class went that we were just in like everyone just kind of you know leave meeting leave confirm Mm -hmm. um I think having those like side conversations like during classes I always try to like write to friends especially just to Mm kind of stay awake during those classes um because sometimes 8 30 is just too early and sometimes 10 p.m is just too late (laughs) (laughs) yeah um having while it's not the same as like in-person connection I do think like trying to have those conversations trying to stay in touch trying to like you know just talk and try to Mm. communicate I think that brings a human element to it and I think that can kind of help you stay a little sane during these times Mm. especially with everything going on and completely no certainty yeah 100% and like you're, you're right I think it's putting, putting that time in to try and maintain those kind of relationships and having those conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's definitely tough, I think, because, you know, we're in zoom lectures, a good chunk of the day. And like, it's, yeah. it's tough to like, want to, you know, once lectures are done, stay in that kind of uh, a virtual yeah. environment, like just talk to people over WhatsApp or, you know, like <laughs> hop on another zoom call just to, just to chat with people. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think it's definitely tough to maintain that balance um and I know for you know myself and and 
most, if not all of my first year peers is just like starting this whole thing, just starting this mm-hmm. whole MBA experience in this, uh, in this pandemic has definitely been challenging. Um, cause wild. you know, we didn't you really get to set that cares. foundation. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough for sure, but I think, you know, it's also just a, a chance for us to uh, try and build those connections mm-hmm. in a different way, maybe. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's obviously not the same. Um, and I think all of us are probably looking forward to getting back in person in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully soon. That's all I'll say. Hopefully sooner than later. Um, fingers crossed fall semester. <laughs> if I can get my second year, uh, of the MBA in person, in person I'll be, I'll be very happy. <laughs> yeah. It's also like a lot of finding that balance too. Yeah. Like not everyone is as extroverted as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. Like if you are struggling, like that's something that I think we really should communicate to other people yeah. is that like, it's okay if you're having a hard time and like, you can always feel free to reach out. Like I, one thing I do like is that I don't find it too judgmental if you need to kind of reach out for friends and stuff during the program and I think Mm -hmm. that's a really wonderful thing like I don't know about your year specifically but the year I'm in like it is they're pretty supportive of each other which is really wonderful to see and I think being in person for that first semester really like solidified that Mm -hmm. yeah I think one of the things that you know I'll I'll say about my cohort and I think just Degroot in general and one of the things that really stood out about Degroot for me is just there's such a huge um, value of community Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always like, you know, you, I've never hesitated, like reaching out to someone if I need support or need, have questions about like anything, um, mm-hmm. um, which I, is one of the things I really valued about DeGroot. Um, and I hundred percent agree with kind of what you said is, you know, there's, I think there's, we just have, we're, we're privileged to have such a kind of a strong community around us. And, you know, if we're, uh, it's okay to kind of st- take, take a step back away from kind of this whole virtual environment if you need to, but also mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, if you need that extra support, you got a strong community behind you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so fast forward, like you're, uh, it's, what is it? It's uh, January, 2022. You've just graduated the MBA. Um, <laughs> where are you kind of hoping to, to see yourself post MBA? Oh, goodness. I do not live my life like this. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. If you told me like 10 years ago I was going to be living in Canada, I would have told you you're crazy. Uh, No way. No way. I'm not going to be living in Canada. And Mm -hmm. here I am. Completely different country. Um, So my original plan was to move to New Zealand with my partner, but that's not really come into fruition with COVID Mm -hmm. uh, because life does that. Life kind of throws spanners in the works and you got to learn to be adaptable and you got to keep going. Um, I'm not too sure where I'm going to be at the end of my degree. And I think that's okay. Um, I think that's kind of how life is and I'm looking forward to it. I think you just got to be like open to what adventure you're going into. I know that, I have interests in business development. I also have interests in sustainable business. Mm-hmm. So finding a fun way to combine those would be wonderful. But I have a really wide variety of skills and diversity. I think that going forward, uh, just happiness would be really nice. Yeah. Like I think that'd be nice For to sure. kind of take a break from the master's program. It can be 
quite burning out sometimes yeah um yeah but it's again like I don't have like a specific industry too much I think just going forward and like living like staying open to opportunities I find mm-hmm. always has been quite successful yeah pretty much that like I yeah. had a five-year plan but that's completely <laughs> gone over with COVID so I yeah. figure something else out I think if COVID has kind of taught us anything, it's like, you got to be able to pivot. (laughs) uh, (laughs) You know, you're, uh, what you have in your five-year plan may not always work out the way you intended. Um, But I think what you said, as far as just being open to different experiences, Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a fantastic mindset to have. Like you never know what kind of opportunities are going to become available or come your way, but just kind of being open to, you know, whatever, whatever life really has to throw at you. Um, and whatever, uh, you know, opportunities may, may pop up. So I, I really like that mindset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the best way to live because then you'll never yeah. disappoint it. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, <laughs> I agree. And I think sometimes, yeah, we get too hyper-focused on, you know, this is the specific mm-hmm. like job title I want to have, like when I graduate. Mm-hmm. And I think just, you know, thinking of things at uh, a higher level is like, what are, what are the things that are going to make me happier? Mm-hmm. What are some of those values that I want within that career? I think that is often a better way to look at it mm-hmm. than just like zoning in too specific on like, this is exactly like this. If I am not a digital marketing manager within the banking industry or like whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Within this specific company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then like, I'm going to be disappointed. Um so yeah, I think just sometimes we need to think of it at a much higher level. And I love that, mm-hmm. you know, you're just open to kind of whatever, uh, whatever opportunities come your way. Yeah. Opportunities, learning. I love learning. So yeah. I'll probably end up learning something new as well. So that'll be nice. Sure. But take a little bit of a break from school. Take a little bit <laughs> of a break. I've been doing school straight since I was like four. So maybe let's take yeah. a, take a little break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. <laughs> Um, well, this kind of brings us to our, our charity segment of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me a little bit more about the charity that you uh, chose and why they are important to you. Absolutely. So I was actually talking to my sister about this um, because I knew that I wanted to do a charity that looks at the water crisis we're kind of going through in Canada. I think it is wild and ridiculous that not all of our communities have safe drinking water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were talking about it and uh, we came to talk about uh, True North Aid, which is the charity I've chosen for this episode. Uh, so what True North Aid does is they do humanitarian projects um, in northern indigenous and remote communities in Canada. And so mm-hmm. basically with grassroots kind of projects. So they're trying to work towards, you know, making sure there are employment opportunities uh, and we're trying to eradicate uh, boil safe water advisories, which I think is something that's really crucial because it just improves your quality mm-hmm. of life so much for sure awesome well thank you so much for uh, for sharing that I think um you know one of the things I, I love about kind of this segment of the podcast is mm-hmm. you just get to learn about all these different organizations and learn kind of what uh what organization someone values and kind of where their where their interests are so I appreciate you sharing yeah. that and um yeah well I, I I just love that we can kind of um share the word of uh, what some of these charities are doing. So oh, yeah, the, absolutely. there'll be links uh, that people can follow. Uh, we'll tag mm-hmm. like their Instagram page and, you know, their link to their website will be in the show notes. So, uh, so definitely go check them out. 
Yeah, really do. It'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so kind of going to pivot the, the topic to leadership a little bit and okay. um, talk to me a little bit more about a leader that you've come across so far throughout your uh, life or career um, that you found really influential. What was it about that leader that kind of had made an impact on you? And is there anything specific about their leadership style that you are hoping to apply to your own? Absolutely. Um, so I want to talk about um, this woman called Mackenzie Mills, who is a phenomenal leader. She's actually younger than me, which makes it funny. Um, she, I met her at Trent University. She was mm-hmm. like the president of the business association, like the student run one. Okay. Um, and I, she convinced me to join and it was one of the most stressful, but fun parts of the community. Like mm-hmm. it became such a tight knit friend group. She is so amazing. I think she is honestly the bee's knees. Um, she is one of those leaders that everyone just honestly loves and adores and respects. She is incredibly intelligent. Um, and like, she has definitely made me want to be a better person. She's also definitely made me want to like work on those skills that maybe I'm not the best at. You know, she's definitely put someone that kind of pushes you, but like in an encouraging manner. So mm-hmm. you you think it's your own idea. Yeah. Um, she is honestly tremendous. And I cannot thank her enough for like all the brilliance that she has like brought to my life and like to the university in general, I think she made mm-hmm. like a really wonderful impact. And I don't think she realizes how wonderful she is. That's amazing. So I'm going to make her listen to this. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, send her this podcast. Let her, let her hear all the, all the really nice things. All the nice things. About it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll brighten up her day. <laughs> yeah. She's really amazing. Um, she's like a CHRP now. So she right. is like all about that human interaction and yeah. she is really good at like that personal aspect of leadership that I think is really important. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a, yeah, that, that personal, uh, that personal touch to leadership, I think is, is crucial. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so we kind of get to flip roles now a little bit. Um, oh, if you cool. have any questions for me, now would be the time. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh my God, this is such a good question. <laughs> this is a fantastic question. Um, and no, 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 it's not. What is no. it then? A hot dog is a hot dog. Um, I feel like it's... <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is a sandwich? We, can, we feel like we could talk about this all day. Oh, that would be um, a brilliant podcast topic. What, what is a sandwich? Yeah, I, that going? should be the next episode of the podcast. <laughs> I'll have you on and we'll just talk about what is what is food? Like, does this fall under this category of food or not? Um, but how, I don't think a hot dog can be a sandwich. I just... Well, I guess a sandwich is... a sandwich, then what is it? I don't know, but it's, it's, not a, it's just like, I don't feel comfortable calling a hot dog a sandwich. I don't know why okay. uh-huh. it is a, a, a thing, a piece of meat between two, uh, it's, I guess it's not even between two pieces of bread. It's kind of within one piece of, I don't even know. So um, is it like a taco? Is it like a oh pizza? Like what, what does it classify under if it's not a sandwich? And is sandwich the umbrella term? Hazel, you're asking the tough questions right now. <laughs> Is it a really tough question? 
I don't know what it could be. I, I really want to say that, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that a hot dog is a taco. Cause I think that's just really funny. And yeah, kinda, my partner goes similar. with that one a lot. He's like, it's a taco. And I'm like, yeah. Oh man. So what, what do you think? Do, do you classify oh, as a sandwich? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Um, it's a great philosophical question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what else it could be. But I just I don't think it's a sandwich. You don't think it's a sandwich. I don't okay. think it's a sandwich. That's all I can say to the statistics. Yeah, I don't I don't have a, a great philosoph- a philosophical reason as to why or what else it could be. Just the vibe. I just wrong. I just yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. That's fair. <laughs> but I love that question. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I've never been asked that before. You um, haven't? I feel no. like you probably get business questions. I do. I, I get. I do, do get that. a lot of business questions. Um, so I love that <laughs> you mix <laughs> it up a bit and threw something else out there. That's awesome. Um, last piece of uh, our last question for you mm-hmm. before we kind of um, uh, wrap things up. Uh, and you, I think you've given a, a bunch of good advice out there. Um, Thank you. But is there like one piece of advice or one thing that? Um, you know, looking back at kind of your MBA journey so far, mm-hmm. uh, one piece of advice that you would have given yourself on the first day of your MBA. I know everyone always says to get involved, um, but I know that a lot of people in this program are kind of similar to how I am, where you want to get involved so much that you end up causing detriment to mm-hmm. your own health because you are so spread thin. Um, One thing I would recommend is just kind of listening intuitively to what your needs are, because I think pursuing an MBA is a really wonderful thing, but I think very often we then negate or neglect our own personal needs, Mm -hmm. and so you'll become really burnt out. And I think trying to listen intuitively to what you need and what mentally you need and physically you need. And like, if you need a break for the afternoon, that's okay. And like, just to keep going forward mm-hmm. and like, just listening to like what you need and what you want and just trying to keep going with that. I think you'll find success in what you do. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's fantastic advice. I think, especially in this kind of like digital world that we're living in right especially now, where, here those, where there are no those boundaries. Walls are blurred. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you're like, my desk is right in front of my bed and I just wake mm-hmm. up and step outside of bed, come to my desk and just start working, mm-hmm. um, having those kind of boundaries and, and, mm-hmm. um, for yourself and yeah, taking those kind of like mental breaks and, you mm-hmm. know, just checking in on yourself and making sure that, you know, you're doing okay. And you're, um, you know, you're not spreading yourself too thin. Um, all, I think all of those are, are great piece of advice. Yeah, as someone that is a chronic yes man, like mm-hmm. I definitely still need to learn from my advice, but I'm working on it. Yeah. So I think I can't be alone because I know so many people in the program that put everything into everything. It's like yeah. you, sometimes you just need to put 80% in. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, well, thank you, Azel, for joining the podcast. Thank I had so a much for blast chatting me. with you. Um, lovely. If anyone has questions, if anyone wants to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, LinkedIn, most likely. Um, I'm sure you'll probably link it in the comments yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Hazel, for joining thank the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure um, meeting you too. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure we will uh, chat soon. Yeah, chat soon. All Love right. it.
right, take care. Thanks, Hazel. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Building Digital Community, or you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Chirag24. I'll see you next time. Take care and stay safe.